common sense. I am your host with the couple of most of the yard, your boy Phil Myers Senior, aka K Knock the Great One, along with my co-host Tiff. Back T- at it again. I double L. <laughs> we back at it again. What's this episode? 26? Six, I think 26, so, yeah. 27, something yeah, like that. Right. We, we getting up, up there, there, y'all. We getting up there. We got right. about 300 plus likes. <laughs> Keep liking, adding, sharing. Yes, Before absolutely. Before we get this show started, we got to give a super congratulations to Jalil Shepard, Soraya Monk, and Trey Washington for starting a freshman year of college today. Okay. Man, y'all go out there and get buff Absolutely. Wild. Absolutely. Get away it's from mom year. and dad. <laughs> go have, uh, you know, just, no, I ain't going to say that because I know their parents listening. <laughs> but y'all go out there and give them hell, man. This is oh my the time God. where you can learn to be an adult. Yes, absolutely. And, and make all the mistakes you need to make in life, man. Right. So oh, let me give a shout oh, out. Ahead, ahead, shout man. out to my niece too. She started high school today, also. So oh, she's shit. a blue devil. Wow. Warren, blue <laughs> devil. Freshman high school. Yeah. Boo. That's harder than freshman college. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they beat freshmen up in high school. Right. Well, like, they <laughs> No, she a G. She be all right. All right. <laughs> be all right. <laughs> well, look, y'all. First we time. have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We have a awesome guest today yeah now we refer to this man in every episode of sipping on no common sense we note him as the wonderful wizard the man behind the machine mm-hmm. i call him mark motherfucking yoder but we just gonna call him mr mark yoder in the building yeah, here, oh I my am, God. here i am <laughs> i don't know about wizard but all right that's good <laughs> Do my best y'all. for y'all. Right. <laughs> you make our show sound phenomenal. So I love it. No comments. This is taken from the live studio audience. <laughs> Ourselves. Right. The voice is in my head. You are stupid, Phil. Now, Mark, man, because a lot of people want to know. A lot of people want to know. Who is Mark Yoder? Mm-hmm. They're oh, familiar man. with Illinois Media Music Group. They're familiar with it, but they want to know more about it. So we figure we might as well let the man himself tell everybody about it. Right. right. Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, Illinois Media Group, what is it? That's a good question. I think it's <laughs> it's the voices in my head over many years of playing go. around with music, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, since I was a kid, I was always involved in something that was music. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Playing in a band or, or, you know, building equipment or, you know, jamming with other people, stuff right. like that, right? So over time, you learn that everybody has, like, different talents and it's cool to hang out with, you know, one group of people because they might uh, play really well and then mm-hmm. there's other uh, people who collect instruments and stuff like right. that. Mm-hmm. I've always been drawn to the musical stuff and and a lot of the technical stuff around it. I've been playing guitar since I was 13. Oh, wow. okay. You know, but that would that's what always fascinated mm-hmm. me is, wow, what's this gadget? What's that gadget? Right? Oh, okay. So I, I got into recording when I was mm-hmm. young and I think I was, God, I don't know, maybe 17. You know, I had money from other job sources right. and, I, and, I, and I bought a tape uh, deck. Oh, okay. uh, a four track, you know, to record music on. Oh, okay. So that really kind of got me into, it's like, oh, wow, this recording music this is really cool, especially with a, you know, cassette tape. It was like mm-hmm. eight tracks or something like that. You know, <laughs> eight tracks. Nothing crazy. The big tapes, the super size yeah, tapes. Yeah, the old synthesizers. Like, How do you insert yeah. that in? <laughs> it's just geeky. Okay. It was just geeky, right? So, so, you know, years and years of just playing and then being involved and recording people here or there mm-hmm. and being in different bands. And then I've always been very handy. So, like, I built stuff mm-hmm. um so ever since i was a kid i built like 
amps or, or uh, um, uh, uh, speaker cabinets or stuff like that. Oh, okay. So at the end of the day, you know, what are we talking? Forty years later, here I am, and and this is the biggest you know studio that I built. Oh, okay. um, but I did it kind of because I wanted to do it because it was right. kind of like an OCD thing. It's like right. I, I knew what I wanted in my head mm-hmm. over many years of just building different things and you know being involved in music and whatnot. So this was all kind of planned out in in my head as I went. But to make this all happen, you know, there has to be some sort of business concept underneath it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I've had other friends uh, um, who are involved in whether they're players or, or in the recording business. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've come across some, you know, enormously talented people. Right. Nice. And it's a real pleasure to be around them. Right. Right. So uh, one friend of mine, shout out to John Griffin, Griffin Audio Media. Shout out, um, John. <laughs> you know, he really inspired me too because he was a full-time musician, mm-hmm. and you know he was making it happen without the day job. I I have to have the day job just right. to, you know insurance and all that stuff. Just pay yeah. pay enough to get along, right. right? Right. But he's always been out there, you know, fighting for it on his own and doing really well. So mm-hmm. he inspired me. It's like, okay, what can I add to that? Right. Know? So we started talking about well, what is it that's kind of lacking out there mm-hmm. in in the recording and the production industry, right? Yeah. Right. And at the time, what was going on was you know digital had come along and a lot of the big studios they're going out of business left and right and the mm-hmm. whole music scene's changing right? yeah because yeah. now all of a sudden we're in this world of i can upload a song mm-hmm. and you know like, i can get like it online that. and yep. somebody else can steal it right yep. you know mm-hmm. i mean you remember all the iterations of music Napster, as, it, as soon as it yeah Napster yeah. And stuff Morpheus. like that yeah so everything was crazy right uh-huh. so then more and more you know people were able to create music at home mm-hmm. and you know people like me and john and, and you know others you're geeky about that so you, right. get, you get into that right mm-hmm. but at the same time you're watching you know all these big fancy studios that you've always heard of mm-hmm. collapsing yeah. you know the money that musicians have is, is kind of collapsing because right. they're getting much more localized yeah you know you look at the the, the big acts back in you know 70s and 80s or just super arenas, right? Oh yeah, they were enormous, oh, yeah. right? But but now there's a lot more focus on you know much smaller. It's much more of a, a diverse group of mu- musicians accessible mm-hmm. out there. But then they also come to the table with these new tools that have come in over the years. And they learn how to record. So anyway, so in in talking to John and thinking about you know what is this concept, it started you know to occur to us what the concept is like. Mm-hmm. Is everybody that you know that's into this stuff, right. you're helping each other, you're relying on right. each other, right? right. You're Resources. using each other's talents. Because the thing that happens is every time a band wants to record something, they're always looking for another player to add a little this, add a little right. that, add a little you know, because it's yep. their art, right? They're uh-huh. doing yeah. something special. So those people get connected. So over the years, I'm connected with John and other bands and, you know, mm-hmm. other bands spin out of that, yeah. you know, so then the, the concept mouth. started thinking uh, that, com- that came around that was, well, this concept of a network, Illinois Media Group. It's, you know, because Facebook makes it really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody can kind of be involved and say, hey, this is what I do. Right. Or here's here's where my shows are at, you know, and it spreads the word out from um, free marketing. It is. It's it's kind of a marketing thing, but it's it's very much that that's how studios operate to begin with is word of mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Who do you know and what are they saying about your studio gets right. you the next the next gig, right? Yeah. So it only makes sense to build a business model where you're tightly connected to those customers and you invite them in to be part of, you know, the next band coming through. Can I say that you're good at XYZ? Right. Because okay. they're always interested in it. Yeah. Right? So then you see over time that it's a snowball effect of different people with different talents and the stuff that, you know, we see coming through here is it's, it's an a- absolutely amazing work yeah. of art, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And the musicians that you see and the bands that they have, they're like, man, these are the top people around. Right. Even though you're not going to find them at the big stadium stadiums. Right. Okay. 
okay. So building a business where we help each other around that and my part of that whole piece of the puzzle, because mm-hmm. we have graphic artists and, and composition people and different session player people, mm-hmm. you know, a wide variety of, of people who are amazingly talented. The thing that I would just always had was I just build stuff. Yeah. I was building my own studio equipment. I was very geeky about that. Uh-huh. So then I got into mastering work and recording work, you know, over the years and I got good at that. So people come to me for that, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my contribution in, in, this last phase of, of, I guess, my midlife crisis or whatever, it was, it was building, it was actually building something that was in my head for many, many years. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it's just like, wow. well, I'm going to, I'm going to take a song. I'm going to put this together yeah. and, and see how it works for me. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in that it's like, you know, what, what we always teach our kids is, is follow your passions, Yeah. Uh-huh. you know, yep. and because that's the smartest thing you can do in life. And I kind of look back at my life a little bit and I say, I don't know that I did that because yeah. I went and got, you know, a corporate job to support me and have been doing this, struggling with this on the side all along. Mm-hmm. So at least I can come back to this at this point in my life and put my passion in this and start like giving that, mm-hmm. you know, what we've all accumulated over the years mm-hmm. back to different musicians. Mm-hmm. Right. So working That's with dope. like different musicians when they're younger, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, we're going to provide you everything that, that, you know, you're not aware of, but that's around you. Mm-hmm. You know, right, if you need people right, to write for right. you, play for you, if you need somebody to get up on stage for you, record or whatever it is, you know, we can kind of group together and help you get to that next level. So, mm-hmm. you know, you see younger audience, a younger artist, and they come and you're like, holy cow, is the stuff <laughs> that is oh going God. on in there with a little bit of everybody else helping out. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes this whole thing enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. worth the pain of, of trying to put this all together and yeah. <laughs> get it up and running. Yeah. See, that's dope. Because, yeah. Mark, one of the things about it, when me and Tiff, when we have guests come on the show, mm-hmm. we 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 brag about the studio. Yeah, like, oh, you yeah. guys gonna love the studio. Yeah, like from what you guys see watching Facebook Live, mm-hmm. you guys only see like man, not not even five percent right. of mm. the full picture. Yeah. so when everybody comes in, it's like holy shit! Like, they're starstruck. Damn, they're starstruck. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things to where it's like you know we all know talented people in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So. You hear people say, like, dude, I just want to sit there and just write. Or I just want to come up with right. material just sitting in the studio. So it's kind of like, did you ever, like, when you built this in mind, mm-hmm. or at least when you kind of laid the uh, laid the blueprint out in your head, did you ever go to, like, a crappy studio and was like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, you, re- you record here? Yeah, like, right. that's, that's my that- root. My roots is having a crappy studio, right? I got some toilet over there with piss on the seat. You supposed to record my, stu- my first studio was a four-track recorder sitting up on a a table. There was nothing else to it, right? Okay. I had a guitar amp with it, right? Okay. But it was just the fun of doing it, right? Right. So when you look at these other studios, you're like, they're very, very capable. Even right. if they, they might look crappy, right? They're yeah. very capable. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really gets down to how far are you taking that to, to optimize it, okay. you know? Because mm-hmm. anybody can can force something out yeah. out of right. a lot of, I mean, think how things used to be recorded. Very, mm-hmm. very low-grade by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Low-grade equipment, low-grade environments. Mm-hmm. They had more of a benefit that they'd use larger environments because mm-hmm. you couldn't reproduce echo yeah. and reverb. So they use big rooms, you know, fake you out. Okay, okay, yeah. But now we yeah, have yeah. these little rooms, but now you have digital reverb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the you know, these little... 
crappy studios. I wouldn't diss them. I think what they do is 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 really really important because they're they're making it's something hard. work. Yeah. The right. only thing that I've done here is a little bit of OCD in me, yeah. and I said, you know, over the years when when I'm recording and I'm I'm looking around going, what makes recording harder? Yeah. And a lot of times it's okay. not having a good space. Okay. It's not having a room that sounds good because the one thing that always drove me nuts of being a live performer is whether live gigs or rehearsal studios or whatever it is is. Man, if the sound's horrible, it, you're not enjoying it as much as you should. As you should be. Right. Right. right? right. So when, when I thought about these rooms, you know, I looked at a lot of the history about recording studios and how they did them architecturally mm -hmm. before they had all these fancy software tools. Mm -hmm. right. 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 And then I started thinking, it's like, well, there's actually fairly simple ideas there, you know, how to make rooms that are just not square, mm -hmm. not parallel, mm -hmm. you know, big enough, you know, with different kinds of materials. Right. But at the end of the day, the thing that was getting me was, what I wanted to improve on is the atmosphere in which you record in. Okay. Right? So I want to be able to sit here and say the thing that I would offer is anybody can come into the studio and pop you in front of a mic and right. I can get you something that sounds great in two seconds. Right. I'm not <laughs> screwing around with a bunch of correction to say right. the room's messed up. I'm trying to make you sound better. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. So yeah. the, the whole idea of this was my heart and soul was provide a place where people could come in, you know, at a very cost efficient basis. Yeah. Because right. I don't have to spend a lot of time getting your stuff sound pretty good right? yeah right and in a nice environment to your point you know that's inspiring that they enjoy right because that's the thing it's just like okay a basement studio is one thing but when you snazz it up a little bit you know right. you put some cool stuff on the walls now it's just like you're in the biggest club around mm -hmm. yeah right it's yeah. just a different vibe mm -hmm. right yeah. so i always found that that's exciting because it just helps people be creative oh yeah mm -hmm. right absolutely yeah. absolutely the atmosphere like yeah, I love I'm not it a here. rapper, but come here and make me want to like rap. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, know, I can sing in the shower, but like coming in the studio, like I feel like like we'll get a song out like, there. Man, like I do. <laughs> I want to build the song out. Oh God! Well, some of, some of it's like what's in your head because yeah. my my head just normally races. So when I look around, I think about oh, I want to put different stuff on the walls because mm -hmm. it makes you think of things. Right. right? right. It actually inspires you. Yeah. Okay. So I had the 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 coolest time in the receptionary putting up all those albums because I hadn't had had them out for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at that going, wow. Do you remember when? Wow. Yeah. 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 Right? So I'm yeah. putting like that. lyrics up where people can see it because you know if you see how people in the past have written lyrics and you really go wow that that's something right yeah. or just yeah. the, the artwork and stuff like that. that yeah that's inspiring yeah that's definitely inspiring. but that's what all all what music is about is trying to figure out how the hell can you be inspired to be a little bit different than the last whatever mm -hmm. that you're doing because that's that's the sweet spot right yeah yeah so however you get there so let's talk about that let's talk about how music inspired like what inspired you right what artists what are some of the artists? What are some of the groups that really inspired you? You know, it's it's interesting because I, I go back to how would I put it? I've I've kind of gone the span of what I like and what inspires me. Okay, okay. so it, it goes from like you know being young, you're like okay, you know you like the sound of a mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin. You know you like how that kind of hits you. Mm -hmm. You like stuff that has a deep dark draw to it, <laughs> right? right? And yeah. then over over the over time, it's just like you get into stuff that is typically more on the progressive side, whether it's progressive rock mm -hmm. or progressive rap or progressive jazz. Right. It's something that's typically just a lot more notes and a lot more fancy <laughs> chords. <laughs> Having played guitar for a long time, I know there's like so many Drake chords Mark. we really don't need. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
No, actually, some stuff because oh, okay. I mean this See, this no, this, will, this this actually gets me where bill. I want to talk about because what what happened to me at least is over time you know you listen to stuff that's more complicated mm-hmm. jazz or fast or progressive or something yeah. like that like okay this is really really cool um, but over time because there's so much music available it gets a little yeah. boring you can get right. even more crazy yeah. My whatever sweet spot in, in, in what I like is jazz co- always left me kind of hanging, going, mm. where am I landing? Right. right. But rock <laughs> stuff or even a backtrack, you know, on a beat, right. you know, whatever rapper house, uh, house, that stuff I think is great because it keeps this rhythm going that I think is much more human. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. then I, I went, you know, all the way to the complicated end. And then my brain started going, I really like the simpler stuff better. And I like sound. Right. Okay. So what really got me interested is, you know, you, 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 you'll capture these things in different songs here and there, but, you know, they capture the f- uh, famous guitar lick or the famous vocal cut. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and everybody is the the, the yeah, pimples go up on your right, yeah. and you know there's something right there. Yeah, but what is it? And I always thought that it was like okay, so there's things that are like harmonies and melodies, you know, stuff like that. Right, mm-hmm. but there's also this thing that's tone, mm-hmm. right? And I learned from the years of just trying to play different like guitar amps and listening to different things. Mm-hmm. There, there sure shit was a difference in how you felt mm-hmm. like a transistor oh, yeah. guitar oh, amp yeah. or mm-hmm. a tube amp. Yeah, you know, tube amp would just tear you like in a way that wow. I don't feel that from a regular transit, right? Mm-hmm. So that drew me into this world of how sound sounds. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Okay. And that's why I kind of started building amps and stuff because I was like amazed with, wow, just an A note, mm-hmm. like one note to hear that really grab and overdrive and sustain, whether it's on a nice synthesizer mm-hmm. or whether it's on a keyboard in a big room, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. getting it down to that simple point, then you're like, wow, it still has a big pull on me. It still has a feeling mm-hmm. to me. So there's something to be found in that simpleness, right? So that took okay. my styles more into very, more like, I mean, it's almost strum along stuff, but it was more like, like a Dave Matthews. There's, okay, I think okay. rhythmically there's a shitload going on there, but it's not like too many notes of a Steve Morse kind of thing. Okay. Or, you know, it's it's not um, Alan Holsworth. It's not that far out there where there's right. so many different things going on at once. Okay. Right? So then I just learned over time that I was very drawn to the more simple stuff, which kind of leads me back around to I got more into to, to recording. Because the more that I was recording, the more that I was coming across other people who was like, wow, you got something really, really talented. And mm-hmm. to be able to kind of draw that out a little bit more, mm-hmm. that was that was exciting, That's right? A yeah. big deal. So some of the artists that you know we've done over the years, she's like, "Wow, you sound great." And and I'm not trying to brag, but after I go through the mastering process, I'm like constantly trying to pull out what is it that sounds so good mm-hmm. and it may not be a pitch mm-hmm. or a volume it just may be like the resonance of a voice or the resonance of a drum oh mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah, so yeah. to work on just pulling those things out to because like i said we're going yeah. back around to people are recording their own stuff yeah mm-hmm. so what yeah. can you add to that yeah right, right? so true. i've always just been drawn to more of that nuance because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'll go back to you know the the songs in your life that really really hit you hard yeah there's not a lot of complicated stuff going on no but no. what is that what is that yeah. that's coming together yeah. Yeah. it's just hitting you really hard right right that's that's, that's something <laughs> that's the difference maker right, right. there absolutely mm-hmm. that's the total difference maker something that grabs you as opposed to something that just sounds good right yeah there's a lot like... of people that just sound good <laughs> A lot. And, Mark, you know, and it's tough because I hear people that are putting their heart and soul into their music. Mm-hmm. And then I go in the back. You know, I'm not saying anything because it's not my place. But in the back of my head, I'm just like, I've heard that a million times. <laughs> and, you do, and you do it quite well. But, you know, That's it still terrible. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Were your parents musicians? Yeah. No, what, not no, at all. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I can't think, even get it out. It's the way. I, I don't think my father ever listened to music, honestly. No. My mom always would have like um, old classical stuff. Oh, okay. Like you know, Bach Beethoven classical? Yeah. Okay. I got those records on the wall like out Bach. there too. I got shit okay. from the 50s. She had like 45s from uh, Gene Krupa, you know, the, mm-hmm. the old jazz players oh, okay. from uh, wow. Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Miles Davis. Oh, and then yeah. she had classical stuff, right? Oh, okay. So, and, and you know, back in that day, there was, I don't know, one radio channel or something. Yeah. And it would always play classical stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that stuff was always going on. You yeah. Know, now, now my sisters were much more... What do I want to say? They were Rebels. six years behind me. Oh, okay. So they're they're oh, more okay. s- late 60s, 70s girls, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Music was a completely different thing back then. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're more disco. eclectic now. Disco, oh, yeah. Yeah. soul, so, What you could get a hold of and what you heard of. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a huge difference. <laughs> well, that's what makes... See, that's, see Phil that's with that's Afro... What, that's what makes your reality, right? Right. That's what's crazy. So yeah. when you were young, if you if I was only exposed to classical, what the hell do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, it's, it's almost like so when your sisters are listening to uh, like Buffalo Springfield, they were like the hippie girls. David uh, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Beatles, Young, Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, Beatles was around. I tried to give them a like, listen. But I don't know. It's just different. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's odd to say it, but I've never been super drawn to the yeah. Beatles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was so you know? big of a deal. I don't know. Well, like the whole British invasion, the, <laughs> the Beatles, the Who, yes. Rolling Stones. Yeah, I think the Who had a lot of good stuff. I was really oh, drawn yeah. to like, and it's not that I had any. I don't know. Want to say evil thoughts or anything? But the <laughs> the, the, the sounds of early Black Sabbath. It's very uh-huh. droning, uh-huh. you know. It, there's not a lot of like melodic. It's not running around a lot. Yeah. I mean, in some spots it is, yeah. but it was the feeling. You're just like, oh shit, something's going down. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, what's what's the song, Black Sabbath? Uh, 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 They're all kind of uh, like uh, that. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like deep and dark, and it's like I just want to break shit when yeah. I. <laughs> you have issues. I just break something. Oh my right? god! Right, but they touch you. Like there was a song. It's I think it was called Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, where it was just a rolling bass line. Dun, 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 you know, <laughs> but it was just like it made you kind of like scared. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, do I keep listening? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like somebody give me something to break. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, what was the first album you ever bought? Oh, you, you know, yeah, I do, and that was one of the ones I put out here, front and center. Um, oh. If I can remember, it was Alice Cooper. Um, I think it was called Aspirin Damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was it was well, it was very raw. I mean, okay. um, talking about uh, drug abuse, talking about mm-hmm. police brutality. Okay, um, talking about what is what was else in that album? Like we felt like we we're all robots. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it was just weird stuff that just kind of drew me in, and it's just like there was a song in there, Leather Boots, or something about uh, you know police officers. And, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was starting to get into that world of you're yeah. touching into something like, wow, there's some politics, something mm-hmm. going on out there. What is it that, you know, because I when I go back to like the Black Sabbath thing, mm-hmm. that was kind of like Game of Thrones fantasy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in my mind, I wasn't like, oh, Satan's around the corner. Right. I mean, as a, as a young child, as a young child, if I thought that stuff, I'd, I'd, I'd be scared to death. I had to get that stuff out of my head as a young child, right? <laughs> 
Oh my okay. god! But but anyway, so you know, you get into the early <laughs> stuff, and then later on, you start realizing. Yeah, I'd listen to my sister's stuff, but yeah. it didn't resonate with me because it was like Vietnam War protest. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> and that was before me, and I was too young to acknowledge what the hell that was all about. Right. right. Okay. But now I look back at some of those songs. I'm like, geez, they haven't changed over the years. It's yeah. the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, Alice Cooper was the the first that was more. Um, politically outspoken oh, okay. and it made you think about well what's actually going on out there mm-hmm. right? yeah that's I we mean, don't have any, we don't have forward to that. where we are today that's a big mystery isn't it right what's actually absolutely. going on uh, still <laughs> still absolutely it never stopped it like died down and then peaked back up right it's always up and down <sighs> always in the- well there's some craziness going on right? <laughs> oh yeah so like did you ever get into like the sex pistols the ramones oh, queen yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, Queen was one of those ones where it was kind of, in my mind, like a Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You listened to them and you were just like, oh my God, harmonies. How do, how do a group of oh, vocalists yeah. do that? Mm-hmm. That was just like beyond your imagination of being mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, these people must have been classically trained, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the Ramones, that resonated more with you because you were that, you know, you were that um, rebellious kind of hippie kid. Right. Just, right. And it's not that you knew how to play guitar, but you knew how to bang on it. Right. Just like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and that, that became a style. <laughs> it did. It started right. with punk and went Kurt Cobain. It was the same shit the whole time. It just <laughs> distort the crap out of your guitar and go, jump, 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 jump. Wow. I never thought But that, that was a lot of fun because right. you could do it easy. Right. And I could do it really loud when I was a kid in my room. And it was just like screaming out to your parents because you were just, just like, uh, uh. <laughs> Come tell me to turn, turn it down. Turn that damn thing down. Turn it off. <laughs> What's the worst album you bought? The worst album I bought. That you regret oh, buying. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. You know, it, it's hard to say because there's been many over the years where... <laughs> Really, let, let me explain it a different way. Okay, I th- and and it's it's kind of a sad statement, yeah. really is. But for all the music that I've listened to over my lifetime, I think that e- each artist, mm-hmm. some can be really good writers, like yeah. the Beatles, and yeah. and and write a wave. Mm-hmm. But I think ninety nine point nine percent of artists have like four good song in, songs in them. The ones that okay. actually get to the level of, mm-hmm. you know, making something. I think they make a lot of songs. Yeah. But maybe it's just me. But I just listen to them like, yeah, all right. So it, 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 it usually go, it goes back to you know. Yeah. yeah, it's just like there's one good, two mm-hmm. good songs on an album, and the right. rest is kind of like, eh. we just talked about, about that. that. Oh, but that happens all that. the time. Yeah, yes. that's absolutely. So that's why yes. I conclude that artists actually mm, they you? probably have like you know four songs that are good. Yeah, they put it out over four albums. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's no fault of theirs. I think it's a it's it's incredibly difficult to come up with something unique that transcends time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because it, oh, yeah. you go back to like Motown stuff and you could put a rap beat on that today and people would be like, I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. That, that is the stuff that you can just morph around a little bit and mm-hmm. it'll be alive. But if you if you went back and like recovered a Britney <laughs> Spears thing, don't know where to go anywhere. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. some of it, God, some, that's, yeah, you're not going to, you're yeah. not going to breathe life into it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. other stuff, you know, they've covered so many times, but mm-hmm. every time you're like, yeah, this song's cool. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. So Mark, I got a solid question for yeah. you. Cause like I said, me, I bullshit you not. Me and Tiff literally just talked about this. You know, with us being eighties babies, <clears throat> we were around with, like Napster. Shut your ass up. 83 <laughs> pump. 
We were around with like Napster, Morpheus, and all that hit the scene. So it was kind of like, yo, we don't have to buy music. Yeah. And at that point in time, I think that was revolutionary for us because like when we had a job, we had our allowance or whatever. Yeah. Oh, we need to go buy this album. And we buy the album. It's like, fuck. Okay. So it's like 23 songs on here. And it's like four good songs out of 23. Like, what the hell? So with with Napster and Morpheus, you can kind of cherry pick. I've heard the album. I like these four songs. I just want those four songs and I can put everything else on there. With you, because we know you personally, we know you have mastered, completed many of albums for many of different artists. Do you think a lot of it is just filler? Or is it they're uninspired or you they know, just what no, is it? No, 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 no. I think I think the one thing to recognize about this stuff is anytime an artist writes a song, mm-hmm. it's very meaningful in that moment mm-hmm. to okay. them and in that situation, right? Yeah. And if they wrote well, it'll resonate with other people in that same situation. Okay. I think there's a lot of places where songs just aren't in a common situation where people can relate to them. Yeah. Okay. Know, that's why things like love songs and yeah. sex songs, those are just enormously <laughs> popular because, you know, people are just like, that is something that drives. But, yeah. you know, the uh, I miss my dog song. I don't know that you come across that too often. But at, at, but at a certain point, somebody will write a heartfelt song about that and you'll be like, that's a damn good song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. So it's, it's hard because I think what we're doing when we listen to music is we're actually trying to, to get a hit on ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. a, an upper for ourselves. Yeah. We listen to music that matches a mood or that drags us into a certain mood because mm-hmm. we need like a hormone boost, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, that eliminates a lot of songs. You know, like the golden rule of, of playing in bars. You don't play sappy I'm going to commit suicide songs as a cover band in bars. Right. Why? Yeah. Because people will leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can write an album like that yeah. and somebody will take it home, probably drink a lot while they're listening to it after yeah. a breakup or something like that, yeah. but they'll have a value out of it. Yeah. Right. right. So I think each song has a has a place. I, I think some songs can be fillers, but I, I, I don't know that I would go as far as, as putting down an artist to say, you just put out bullshit. The stories are out there that they do. <laughs> and there are people that I have yeah. heard and read who are robotic writers. And at Ugh. the end of the day, you're like, come on, this is what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's the same song, but it's different words. It's it's, But it's nothing different. Okay. Right. There's a lot of that out there. Okay. Yeah, That's what drives me cr- crazy about country music. It's my pickup truck, it's my dog, it's my girlfriend, and something to do with drinking. (laughs) That's it. No matter who the fuck's singing it, it's those four scenarios. (laughs) I love country. It's it's where you live, you know, but that's why I don't live down south. (laughs) Don't care about a dog or a pickup truck. Shit. 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 Yeah, I mean, depressed as fuck thinking about this damn dog that I don't even have. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Got four dogs, Phil. Man, shit. <laughs> I, and I don't even like dogs, but it'll be like, fuck. <laughs> I feel so bad about old Yeller right now. <laughs> well, they're a pain in the ass. So. <laughs> I feel so sad right now. Okay. So, uh, some of the other things. So, like, uh, when did you... Oh, you said you've been playing the guitar since 13, right? Yeah. yeah. So, are you self-taught? Or did you actually go to um, I took lessons on and off over the years. Okay. You know, I, I think it's... The thing that I found with, with learning guitar, and it, I just have a different attitude about it than probably a lot of players. I, I like learning how a, a, 
a chord sounds. I like learning how a, a, a note or a guitar sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, you know, rhythms, but I, I, I like studying those less than I want to sit there and learn a lot of jazz stuff. Okay. Because it, I mean, it gets number one, being a little lazy, it, it gets to be, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, if uh-huh. you look at these guys that are like guitar virtuosos, mm-hmm. these guys, they have to be playing hours a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, if you're going to have that span of mastery, mm-hmm. there's no way around it, right? Yeah. Well, I just don't have that mo- much motivation, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, I'm, I'm drawn into like that more kind of the primal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I can sit there and just kind of noodle on a chord progression, just something uh, mm-hmm. for whatever, half an hour, just something simple I could just make up. Mm-hmm. I'd be totally satisfied. Because it's about, it's kind of getting everything kind of pumping. You're like, wow, this is really, it's, it's making a harmony on a harmony. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to like, oh, I have to to do 13 different chords and crazy time signatures. And I have to challenge myself on that. Other people, you know, they're more like competition kind of players and they, they want to learn every single style and they want to master it or they need to because they do it as a job. Right. Right. I've always just been used music as to explore. Yeah, building stupid guitar amps. I'll sit there and just hit one note for an hour and change out resistors and stuff just to see how it sounds. And does it really make that much of a distance when you when you change change out the? Oh, really? Well, it can. But but my point is, think about this: is if you had a house beat and it's the same kind of drop, Mm. you know, for a four minute song, Mm -hmm. it you know it can feel really good. Right. Well, I get the same pleasure out of just plucking away something simple on guitar. But kind of listening to it, you know, mm-hmm. and morphing that and turning it into something. So I'm I'm much more focused on how I play nuance wise and how that comes out and you know different muting, different accents, stuff like that. Because I think that that's like that's the special space for me. Not right. playing a million notes at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they could be cool, but it gets me all like confused. <laughs> Can't keep up with it. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> you know, some songs they go on too long. And you're like, yeah, oh, true. come on now, you're killing me. <laughs> some, yeah, you some like do. you like them songs, Mark. <laughs> some do, some don't. So let me it's ask like, you this: What else do you play? Yeah. Um, I uh, bass because it's really the same thing, and I'll, yeah. I'll monkey around on keyboards. I can play keyboards. My problem has always been I don't know why this is, but on guitar I can have this hand and this hand mm-hmm. work in concert mm-hmm. because they're helping each other but on piano to get this hand and this hand to do something completely different it's always been a challenge <laughs> <laughs> it's just my brain doesn't like that I'm yeah. like god I, I can pluck away something on this hand stop mm-hmm. I can pluck it away on this hand not a problem but the two of them together I'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> it's too much it's a lot so yeah in, in the last couple of years i've actually focused more on trying to learn how to sing songs and play guitar at the same time because i want to expand in that area okay. and that's the same kind of thing as a keyboard you have to do two different things so one of them's got to go on autopilot oh yeah yeah, yeah. and to yeah. me that's almost like a meditative state that's kind of a cool thing to be able to accomplish so you want to sing or you just want to write for people no, no, no. Oh, I, no. I want to be better at singing because oh, the, okay. the challenge is playing in a certain cadence and yeah. singing in a completely different cadence. Oh, yeah. That's messes true. Me you got to work on your breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I think breathing. you have to forget one of them. And I've, I've my brain just bounces around. I don't know why, but I, I'll get tripped <laughs> up. Yeah, like I, I never thought about that. That's a talent. That. Yeah. That's a huge talent. That's, that's a big talent. Yeah. That's I mean, think, think about this. Think like about Prince. the talent of a yeah. drummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four different things going on mm-hmm. who sings. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm thinking about it like, right, yeah. fuck. I didn't even know how that's Prince did it. Prince sang all his oh, songs. God, he's mean because he, he built all that in his head and then yeah. laid it out yeah. and directed everybody to do it. Mm-hmm. You think they're like uh, God talent? I mean, like Prince. I'd say Prince for sure, but mm-hmm. um, like Michael Jackson. Who else? I can't think of many. But, but I, I think there's know. there's a couple layers to that yeah. because I think there's one when you talk about a Prince or a Michael Jackson, there's a, an enormous component of producer in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, how many instruments can they play? How well do they know their instruments? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Okay. In a dis in a distance, uh, in addition to that is dancing, showmanship, mm-hmm. being a front man. So each one of those talents, you could say. Do I say the best in the world because I need them all grouped together? Mm-hmm. You can go to a studio and you can find the best producer in the world that would probably be better than a Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But if you if you look at a Michael Jackson or a Prince, mm-hmm. it's because they had so many of the talents together mm-hmm. at such a level that mm-hmm. nobody could get near them. I mean, come on. Yeah, you look at true. these guys on stage and it's like, you're performing it. You're yeah. writing it. You're recording it. Yeah. You're, you're playing it. it. You're dancing. Prince was no slack on guitar. My oh, God. No, he, was no. an, he was an awesome guitar player, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and the beats that Michael Jackson is cranking out of his head, you're mm-hmm. like, these guys are brilliant. Yeah. 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 So is there the Uber person? I think there is. I don't think that that's the right question because I think that it's more important and it kind of goes back to this Illinois media group concept is mm-hmm. each individual has us as one strength mm-hmm. that'll be stronger than anybody else's combined. Mm. So oh, working together is okay. like, you know, yeah, is the so. smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's like building the, the Megazord. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's different pieces that? different right. pieces of the you best, of the best. Yeah, it's, it's, stuff. It's, but, but, but no when you think about it like yeah. your talent is this your talent is this my talent is this and we put it together bingo then yeah. holy shit oh yeah we can build Take the megazone <laughs> if, if you wait on the michael jacksons and the uh-huh. princes because they happen to have it all together mm-hmm. we're missing a whole lot of opportunities yeah oh yeah that's right? true Okay. So I I, I've, I've heard like some amazing people and they couldn't do anything more than sing. Yeah. Okay. But you look at him just like, wow, what you bring to the table just by grabbing that and running with it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But yeah. could they put anything else together around it? Mm. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they fall short in other areas. You're right. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I just always think like it's all prints right here. This is him doing this, doing that, doing that. Michael, this is all him doing it. Well, but we forget the people I'll, I'll behind you, the scenes. I'll tell you one thing. He didn't put his studio together. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Prince. I only say that because that one, the Prince's studio is way too big for him to put together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Absolutely. I know, I know that's right. Absolutely. I saw a video once. Ozzy Osbourne had his own rec- recording studio put mm-hmm. in, in, his, in his mansion. It was on that show that he was on with his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God love him. You know, yeah. a, 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 amazing writer mm-hmm. you know singer songwriter kind of thing he didn't know a damn thing about that studio and and they're showing the video <laughs> of it on the inside and i'm just sitting there going oh my god the equipment that's in there is just like at least half a million dollars right freaking ozzy shit face he doesn't even know what that stuff is <laughs> so it wasn't all him right it's just people <laughs> buying some stuff couldn't even talk like, what, the, what the fuck did he say <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, what the fuck is this bloody thing here? <laughs> that family is great. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
That's hilarious. Uh, so if we would have just relied on him, we wouldn't have got, you know, the full Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne world. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I mean, that's true. I, I don't know. To the extent you guys know the history, I mean, like many rock uh, musicians mm-hmm. of that time frame, mm-hmm. he needed a lot of therapists along the way to make him what he is. Yeah. Because he was so messed up with drugs for so long that yeah. somebody was keeping him afloat, right? Yeah. So again, you go back to it's not the individual. Now, I guess I could sarcastically say it's the flip side for Michael Jackson because mm-hmm. getting profile was not the right thing for his doctor to be helping him with. Right. You right. know, but there, right. there's You're like right. a there's a community around artists that make them better than what they'd be alone. I mean right. that's what we try yeah. to do here. Yeah. And it's when you say that, you know, the best artist, that's why I want to pull that back and say, you can say that, but I don't think that that's what we should focus on because mm-hmm. even the best of the best Prince, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, these guys, they had a support system around them that oh, made yeah. them better than them being on their own. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I think yeah. it's, 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 that's that, what, I it's, think that's it's the, the part community that approach that makes yeah, it like that's important. What we forget. That, that yeah. pushed them to help them, hey, stay clean or like do like. Don't not so much pro fall. Right. He drank it. Only did two lines of coke today. Not right. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Here in your white that 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 cocaine. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. What? Smell that white. Oh my God! <laughs> so, Mark, I know you want to get in the combo. What you think about your Mr. President? <laughs> Man, that's a deep thought. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of I think a lot about him. I I kind of look at him and go, he's a symptom, mm-hmm. right? He's a symptom of some shit going on. But I think you know he's a symptom of something more than where the culture's at. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a symptom of a system that has biased the results of who we get to lead us mm-hmm. in the direction of people who got lots of money uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they can yeah. buy their way in. Right. Yeah. And I think the most, the, the biggest lesson to learn here is that man came in as a trust fund, baby. Mm-hmm. He never worked a day in his life. Let's, right. let's be serious. Right. right. Let's be Absolutely. Serious. Yeah. Daddy gave him lots and lots of money yeah. and he had businesses and he failed and daddy bailed him out. That's right. a story on the street. Yeah. I believe it. I, and the reason I believe it is the way that he acts. Yeah. He acts oh, yeah. like the most petulant silver spoon in the mouth mm-hmm. person. I, you know, I the, think the that I think the Kardashians kid. look like upstanding uh, citizens <laughs> compared to him. Damn. And I tell my daughters all the time, yeah. do not become the Kardashians. Because right. I think I think what happens <laughs> is the way that our world is built because it's not democracy it's more tilted to who has the money to project the message Mm -hmm. or to control whatever aspect of it Mm -hmm. ultimately you're going to get the person who's an idiot who just happens to have a shitload of money yeah now what do you do (laughs) so we i mean i mean uh, you know to be nice he he said lots of things like he made you think like oh he's going to change stuff and he's got good ideas he was saying a lot of things that were right yeah, but the thing is, is I think at the end of the day, he was just saying things. Yeah, he didn't. He said it because it sounded good. Right. right. He didn't really understand any of it. <laughs> right. Because in context to <laughs> his own life, like for example, in context to his old life, mm-hmm. what does health insurance mean? Right. He comes from a billionaire family. Yeah. Who inherited billions or millions or whatever like that. People with that money don't even buy insurance. Yeah. That would like be me saying that I'm a beauty salon expert. Mm-hmm. Right. I've never been there. What the hell? Would, why would I know anything about that? Right. So for people to believe him about that, he knows all sorts of stuff about fixing healthcare. Mm-hmm. 
I guess you just got to step back and say, and why would I think you know that? Right, right, right. <laughs> the life right. you lived is not the life we're living. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Preach that shit, Mark. Right. But, but, but I, think, I think we looked at, you know, and we, I didn't vote for him, but I think many people looked at him and said, maybe he can drag us out of this morass by, mm-hmm. by really rattling the, the tree. The sad part of it is I think he's the ultimate snake oil salesman. Yeah, he yes. put on. I think he saw what Fox News does, which mm-hmm. is basically present a certain viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You can call it propaganda, or you can just call it a viewpoint. They admit that it's a viewpoint. Yeah. Right? Well, guess what? Conservatism and all the principles underneath it—it it actually doesn't sell. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. actually wants it when you lay that out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You want the government to do less? Okay, cool. When a tornado hits your house, do you want the government to do less? Right. Absolutely not. Right. I mean, that's what that's the one golden principle here is any person out there thinks that there's I'm a stand up Republican conservative and I don't need government. Mm. Yeah. When a hurricane hits your house, you're going to be asking for the fire department, Mm. the police department. Mm -hmm. You're going to be asking Mm -hmm. for FEMA on your knees. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think it's arrogant of of the people to forget that when they get into trouble, what government's supposed to be. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, God, it runs great right, and that right. the Democrats do a great job at it because that's bullshit because I right. think yeah. they have their money ties, right? Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, the whole concept of it is it's supposed to be a, a communal source of money to help all of us, whether yeah. it's roads or firemen or police or a judicial system, right. you know, whatever it is. I think it's gotten horribly biased. Mm-hmm. It yeah. certainly doesn't help the black community. It never was right. because it was designed by the white guys. So right. sorry to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trying to break yeah, that's through true. that I shit. Mean, it's, it's true. Right, it's true. right. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's true. And, and, and it's unfortunate. It's yeah. unfortunate, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. But you absolutely. know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that has led me to like give it such deep thought is I just look at it and go, there's something not right about what you're saying there yeah. because your actions aren't the same. And I'll go right to the other side of the spectrum and I'll say, I didn't want Hillary as Clinton uh, as a uh, president. I yeah, didn't, like, I didn't no. like Bill Clinton as yeah. president. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they gave you a boost that something was going to change. Yeah. And I'm not sure I liked o- Obama as president. And yeah. the reason why is mm-hmm. because some of the stuff that they were implementing, yeah. I believe that wasn't in the good uh, w- was for the people. Yeah, I right. think it was for globalization. I think it was for big companies. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, that's like, I don't think that's helping me. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. We, we, right? We're lower on the total ball. Yeah. So like, absolutely. how the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, by design. Jobs, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell. I got kids too. Shit. <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I, that's, you know, that's been my life because my day job uh, um, working in large pharmaceutical companies is what I realized over the years is when you got in there, there was mm-hmm. this like a couple layers over your head. Mm-hmm. They gave you a lot more money and stock options. Yeah. Right. But right. then after you're there for a couple of years, then that layer goes up a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. And then you get less. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you're like, I've been, you know, in these companies for 25 years. And it's mm-hmm. like every year, it's just like their stock market thing is they're making billions. Yeah. yeah. But every year, they, the message comes out as, ah, you know, it's, it's been a tight year. So our, our increases are going to be <laughs> right. you know, just minimal, right. even though the top line dollars just been billions. So mm-hmm. you watch that happen. And then, you know, in the last 10 years, you've seen, at least in this whole corporate world, and we're not talking about the manufacturing shit right. went away already. 
already. Right? Oh yeah. So now the corp- now they're now, now they're trading us out for immigrants from India and, and China all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't put those people down. They're just trying to get a job. Yeah. But at the right. same time, when they come over, they're coming at they're coming in like an engineering degree mm-hmm. from India, and they're just like, oh yeah, I make ten grand a year, and it's great. And they come over here and make forty grand a year, which would cut an engineer's pay in half. Right. Oh, right? Yeah, right. And they're right. like, This is awesome. Yeah. Meanwhile, our engineers are like, damn, my daddy made eighty grand a year and now I'm making forty. Mm. Yeah. And that progression has gone on and on and mm-hmm. it's spidered into so many different areas of our workforce. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, going back to, you know, the, the whole Trump thing is that's a whole big diversion, yeah. but I think the Democrats are just one other diversion because it's not about red versus blue. Yeah, it's about the people who have the money will yeah. get more of their rules passed, more of their, you know, mm-hmm. their cutouts and stuff like that than people who have no money. Right. So over yeah. time, it evolves into a very unequal system. Mm. A bullshit system. You know, I, yeah. but I said I think the sad thing is I don't know how you correct it without. I mean, you see more protests going on. Mm-hmm. But I think they got to tenfold those things before something really changes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's you true. Know? That's true. I think you just started to get into the fringes of it when that one congressional guy um, in that baseball game, Steve Salise, I think oh, he yeah. was, well, got he shot. Was Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's when a, they start going, hey, hold up here. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. Maybe what I'm saying ain't helping oh, me. Right. <laughs> Hello. But you yeah, saw it with right. Gabby Gifford, you know, yeah. she got shot. Yeah. And, and, you know, they'll play it off, the, yeah. the news, and they'll play it off like, oh, it's a crazy person. Right. But guess who's making them crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. Uh, Y'all, right. absolutely. You're doing it, and you're acting like you're not. Right. Yeah, that's true. So let me that's ask a, you this. Do you think... Him picking with North Korea is a good idea right now. <laughs> my 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 read on that is, again, it's a diversion uh-huh. because I think I think he's going to go down like Al Capone. Oh, because fuck. the lawyers that are coming in under like Mueller, that guy, uh-huh. he's hiring pe- hiring people that were uh, gangster lawyers. Uh-huh. So if you think about it, what what do rich rich people? How do they break the law? Moving their money around, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's moving it from a company that does something illegal or mm-hmm. uh, you know nasty, yeah. morally nasty, and, move it and you move it over somewhere else. Yeah. So you can act like I wasn't part yeah, of that. Yeah. Laundering. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yeah. like Volkswagen. You know, yeah, Volkswagen. Uh-huh. They made all the shit for the Nazis. Yeah. Right. They just kind of picked up and act like that didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> right. I, wanna, I was wondering why they logo looked funny. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the biggest sin uh, of anybody who's that wealthy is they move their money around from where they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, typically hurting people like yeah. wars or, or doing you know things that are very abusive, mm-hmm. and then they move that money somewhere else. So that's how they get caught. Right. Because the other the other uh, what is it the counterweight to the mobster is the government. Mm-hmm. Now people make the argument that the government's bad because they're like a mobster. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's a counterbalance. It's a counterbalance between those who have no rules mm-hmm. and those who have rules. They're, mm-hmm. they're both nasty. Yeah. You've seen, right. you, you've seen so many stories yeah. about federal prosecutors. Mm-hmm. They're nasty, yeah. man. They'll do nasty shit to convict you or anybody to get their <laughs> scores up, right? Right. The whole right. war on drugs things. Sorry, guys. That was just fucked up because it right. was pointed at you. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it still operates. But, but, but I'm saying that that is just as bad as the mafia side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But they, in some sense, 
balance. I'm they half. balance each okay. other. So these people who say we don't need government, yeah. well, you're messed up in the head because you ever been run by a gang? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's how it goes down. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. steps up and says, I owe you and you owe me taxes. Right. I'll call it something different. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll just change the names around, but it's, it's essentially it's the same. Right. Yeah. Essentially, Ab- it's the same exact thing. Absolutely. So I think the thing that, that I think shifted over the years, if you remember the old mobster movies, mm-hmm. is I think mobsters, you don't hear about them anymore. No. You know why? Why? They, they went to corporate. Right. They, they, they all went, they all just, why, why am I paying a lawyer to be a lawyer? Son, you're going to be a lawyer mm-hmm. and work for the family. Mm. A couple of generations of that, they become judges. Yep. Mm. Right? They senators, become politicians. Senators. So my analysis of the situation is. I thought, I thought is, they all did. No, but I you're think, right. No, the mafia is now Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, it's a solid thought because when you yeah. look at when you take movies like The Godfather one and two especially, yeah. When he says, tell me that's not the Trump when family. He say, when he says, "Michael, I never wanted this for you. Yeah, I wanted you to be Governor Colleone, Senator Colleone. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a solid ass point. Yeah, that's a solid ass point. Right. Yeah. yeah, I never thought it'll that. always be there, right? Oh yeah, and that's kind of damn. That's Did, crazy. As yeah, because yeah, oh, I'm shit. thinking they're gone. Everybody talking about the cartel now. The big, no, they the just big they honcho. talk about them because they want that money. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all they want. Oh yeah, they don't care about the activity. Right, right? we that's all know true. this. Yeah. We know this. Yeah, right. That's Drugs true. been around for how long? Like you said, it's we... just currency. <laughs> yeah, drugs are just currency. Yeah, whether it's controlled by the cops is currency because what do they do? They take it in and then. Yeah, where it go? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where it goes, but sometimes it goes to bring in the next drug dealer, mm-hmm. or they just take your shit. Yeah, we think you're doing something nasty. <laughs> your car is now mine. Yeah, right, right. That's that's what it is. We're gonna smoke all this weed, goddamn. <laughs> exactly. Every fucking drive. It's legal now. It's legal. So, you know, I think the whole imbalance is just the powerful people get bad thoughts mm-hmm. that they just want to be more powerful. Mm-hmm. And it and yeah. it just concentrates over time because of the way that society businesses government is set up mm. that's crazy let me ask you this because i know a lot of people um from different backgrounds does it make you uncomfortable when like prejudice or racism shows up like on your doorstep Stuff you like know, this would make you. It it yeah. actually pisses it pisses, it pisses me off. off. Okay. It really does piss me off mm-hmm. because I I I understand at least how I've pondered through the situation mm-hmm. of why this whole thing came down. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, white people just took and I don't want to paint completely black and white. But yeah, understand where yeah, I'm coming yeah, yeah. from. Yeah. White or aff, affluent, affluent, because I I think there's plenty of the minority skinned whatever slave owners quite mm-hmm. honestly like from a historic point of view mm-hmm. i think it was people who had money right took advantage of people who didn't have money mm. yeah okay now i'm talking thousand years or whatever the hell it is right so right. bad luck of the draw right europe had money mm-hmm. africa didn't mm-hmm. we come did nasty things mm-hmm. you right. know right because slavery isn't just you know stealing people out of africa it happens all over the place right it, it's it's an institutional issue in 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 the far east as well I mean, if you think about slavery in a different light between genders, mm-hmm. right? misogyny, you, you know, that whole idea that women are lesser mm-hmm. is the same idea that black people are lesser, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you get the other little side to this, which is religion mm-hmm. that justifies this. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because mm. religion yeah. justifies it straight up. Mm-hmm. Because what they say is, Mark of Cain, mm-hmm. you're black because you did something wrong, mm-hmm. right? 
That's yeah. what they, that's what they put it. Or yeah. or they put it as you know you're pure and this other group isn't. Mm. You know, which is yeah. always fucked up because think about it. Mm. Um, the people who are the supposedly the chosen ones in mm-hmm. the Middle East, mm-hmm. well, they look like they would look like Mexicans, a, 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 a Arabian people right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're not white. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this right. this whole shit where I see pictures of white Jesus, I'm like, where the hell did you get that? Right. <laughs> so fucking white people in the Middle East. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Go go to the Middle East. Do you see anybody named John, Peter, Paul? Right. Wow. The names right. of the, the Bible? Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's no. true. That's called whitewash. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so well, think, the Bible I is think, written by man. So, right. So yeah. from a historic point of view, yeah. I look at it and I'm just like, okay, so yeah. look at the draw. The, the Europeans were stronger. They had more military, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the people in Africa were smarter because mm-hmm. they didn't invest in, you know, that kind of morally decrepit, decrepit shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they come along and over time they take advantage. Right. 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 And they take advantage in many countries where they take, they take a group of people and they say, you're a minority and now we're going to take advantage of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Over time, that turns into like business. Mm. Slavery yeah. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of justification, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of churches that justify that somehow. I don't mm-hmm. know how the hell that happens. Right. But right. they can parse out enough in the Bible to say, yeah, it's okay because of X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you get there, but it didn't sound right to me. Mm-hmm. But I think nowadays we're just left with the remnants of it. Mm-hmm. The thing that, getting back to your, your question, the thing that really bothers me about it mm-hmm. is that when I see the maturity level that a person looks at another person and thinks that they're lower or less than them, Mm. because I know enough to know that that is way wrong. Right. I have, and and excuse the term, I have met so many white, what they call niggers Mm -hmm. who are just like, they're not upstanding people and they're white and they're just now I may get the terminology wrong, but they're like, they're not upstanding people and people call them that. But I'm just like, wait a minute. That's what white people call black people because they want to make them feel lower. Now we have white people calling white people that because they want to make them feel lower. Uh It was a bad derogatory term all along. Right, right. And it's, and it's used in a horrible way. But the thing that I had an epiphany about was that there's white ones. And then when I realized how they were using it, I was just like, oh, I get it. It's just a direct, it's for, it's for me to make you feel bad. Right. Right. It's a coincidence that you're black. Right. Because I would use the same tactic, maybe not the same word. Right. If I didn't feel that you were equal to me and you were white or Asian or Indian. Mm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's a lot, if you look at at most religions, that's Mm -hmm. baked in somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me what other educational material we've had over 2,000, 5,000 years. Mm. They know history books. Mm-hmm. It's religious scripture. Mm. So where do you think this all comes from? Right. Wow. Praise yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. Or, uh, <laughs> wow. even, right? Is that the irony or right. what? You're like, what? Right. You created this fucked up shit. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! That's the only crazy. place it's written that black people are lower than white people is, is the it's scriptures. Wow. Well, no, I shouldn't say the only yes, place, yes, but the earliest place that it was written. Mm-hmm. I think other groups took that <clears throat> to another level. This whole concept of white supremacy—that mm-hmm. is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> can they not see in their own ranks? You're a stupid shit, <laughs> and I can find. Plenty of minority people that are way smarter than you. Yeah. If I just get out a bit. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think that's part of the problem is uh-huh. since we're isolated, we don't get out enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because I, I mean, I've been a lot in, in a lot of southern towns, mm-hmm. and I'm Me looking too. around going. <laughs> There's not a lot of diversity here. <laughs> yeah. You are what you know. You are what yeah. you know. Right. Or what yeah. you're taught. Yeah, and, what, and that goes back to what I'm saying is is yeah. we, we get tossed this uh religious yeah. construct. Mm-hmm. And the religious construct always starts with if you do this, mm-hmm. you're better than those people who don't. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean that's always the always the, the back dichotomy yeah. that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But then they refine that a little bit more and they say, like in I think it's Jehovah Witnesses, if you're uh-huh. black, you ain't going to heaven. Mm. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's it's yeah, just there. But they blood, changed that. Yeah. They changed it's, it in nineteen seventy four, I believe. You know, because oh, okay. religion is malleable because yeah. it is an enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well yeah, you yeah, look at the a... guy who created um uh Scientology. Yeah, he's yeah. made that shit up. Yeah, he said the quickest way to become a billionaire or a millionaire is to make a religion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, they, well, they. And a religion they, is yeah. rules. Yeah, it's rules that say if you do this, God likes you, and you'll get something good later. Mm-hmm. And if you do or are like this, mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. Like gay people, mm-hmm. you know, the the way that they paint them is like you decided to be gay, you're gonna burn in hell forever. Right, right. Yeah. And the gay yeah. person sitting there going. Well, this sucks because <laughs> right. I don't think hello, I, I don't hello. think I picked right. this. And, I, and, and if I yeah. could undo that decision that I supposedly make, right. I might do that. Right, but right. They, don't. they think, yeah, they think wow. you can change it, but the, it don't work. But they like don't. That. Yeah. So, I mean, that teaches you something, right? Uh huh. Wow. Uh huh. <laughs> That's deep. Crack me up. But you know what? Mark today. The truth of the matter is too, and the awesome thing about it, how music can kind of transcend that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, with music, you you get past the black, you get past the white, you get past the skin color. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, whenever I hear that, or damn, once I hear this beat, right. or once I see that person, it's like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it touches you. It's almost like um, we can become one. Through right. music, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. There, hey, I don't give a damn what skinhead is out there, what Grand Dragon is out there. You cannot deny Michael Jackson is one of the talented people, one of the most talented uh, entertainers. Oh yeah. If ever. somebody didn't tell them who it was, they'd be jamming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's uh, or yeah. you know, like we talked about Prince. Well, you look at so many other artists. You look at great groups like Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. You look at Wu Tang. You look at Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I yeah. mean, it's it's so many different groups. Yeah, that have transcended time. You look at mm-hmm. Elvis. It's the all time. Yeah, you you look at uh, you like, like uh, look Mark. Why you make that thing? <laughs> Do y'all think he's the greatest? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I, oh, okay. I, I I have a soft they spot for it, Elvis yeah. because I really think that he knew how to sing to a girl's heart. Mm-hmm. I knew how. I I think he really knew how to create songs that grab somebody from a, remo- a rom- romantic emotional point of view mm-hmm. and i think that it was happenstance that at the point in time that he existed mm-hmm. he was in a sweet spot same thing with like a Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. yeah. many pl- people can play i don't know i, I wouldn't argue better yeah. but more technical than jimmy today mm-hmm. but he was in that spot yeah where it was just like that's something completely and you touch something that was going on mm. right so that when i look at it, think about elvis yeah. i think he was he was 
he was trying to a little bit break through the 1950s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cleaver kind bubble of look gum. Yeah. Bubble gum. in the bubble mm-hmm. gum. And he was reaching into this, this area that was a little more raunchy. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Vegas thing, I think helped him yeah. because I think it helped him connect to that, that, that raunchiness, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. lounge act singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in Sin City of all right. places. Oh yeah. 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 So I think there's a lot of imagery to that. <laughs> so no, I don't Literally. have anything against Elvis. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I like, make that no. face like, oh, okay. He's, <laughs> he's all right. But no, I mean, hands down, you can't take anything away from these musicians, from these entertainers. No, it's when they tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time, every time I listen to eight, uh, Eminem, Eight Mile, I'm almost like, that is freaking story. Yeah. That oh. is a story that if you have some association with, and a lot of us do, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with parents in that situation, mm-hmm. you click into that and you're like, I feel better listening to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, you know, going back to your point, I think that there's something that's, we got a lot of uh, thoughts floating around in our head, but I don't, I think that there's somewhat almost like a separate entity than, you know, what. Right your uh flesh and blood mm-hmm. drives mm-hmm. right yeah. and that's that's always again it's been the the fascinating sweet spot for me for music because it wasn't this too ethereal jazz mm-hmm. right it was more you know the stuff that just had a droning beat to it mm-hmm. that you knew in your heart you're just like oh there's something that makes me junk you know it's the jungle yeah. dance thing right yeah you knew it was pulling you in so it's that that layer in between fascinates me because I think there's two different things going on. Mm-hmm. I've had the discussion with my wife just to be way out there, and there are shows on this, so I may have picked up the idea somewhere. Is <laughs> I think at a certain point we were like actually infected by an alien that was like a parasite in our head mm-hmm. that made our brain um, expand a lot, but our body didn't keep up. So nowadays we okay. struggle with this idea that, you know, my penis is a different head, mm-hmm. a different brain. You know what <laughs> oh I mean? My God. You know, things like that where you struggle oh, don't, don't with your body wants to punch somebody in the face, real right. rage, yeah. but your your cognitive brain says, that's probably not a nice thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> but we as humans always struggle with this. Yeah. Our yeah, brain true. says you shouldn't do that, yeah. but our body says, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those natural instincts. God damn it, I want it. Why does um? I got one question though. Why don't um? I just watched uh, Walk the Line, Johnny Cash. That movie is amazing. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you don't think Johnny Cash get much respect as as Elvis? Because I thought he was like a great artist. I think he was darker. Darker, and I than think him. the the time period. Okay, wasn't. In that space. Oh, okay. But if, for instance, if you listen to the live tracks of uh, Folsom Prison Blues, mm-hmm. man, he had that audience. Yeah. He had that audience the same way that Eminem had, you know, an eight mile, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. was the same thing. Those guys were, were harmonizing and what he was singing mm-hmm. and what that population was feeling. Oh, okay. But okay. I think at the time mm-hmm. you wouldn't see that on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Elvis was more flashy. He could yeah. get out there and not, you know, offend, you know, the sensibilities mm-hmm. of our elders. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he teased it a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, they yeah. knew what was going on inside. Yeah. The women loved him, but mm-hmm. it wasn't an, an outright thing, which I think Johnny Cash was a little more outright. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, you got to hide, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, think about it. The old blues players, they mm-hmm. conducted so much emotion in what they played, mm-hmm. but they were playing behind this veil of, could I say this story in the current environment? 
Oh, okay. right. You know? Yeah, the cost is what they say. Okay. Right. And okay. I think vinyl helped them because if you think that the old blues players, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. the internet was going on, you know, right now, and civil yeah. rights was just happening, uh-huh. those blues players, I don't think that they could get out there and put things out there where the whole world could see it right away mm. because yeah. they weren't ready for it and they would crush it. Yeah. But the, the fact that they could do it in these little studios, you know, all over down South or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, you know, I, I got 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. I'm going to cut an entire album mm-hmm. on vinyl. The fact mm-hmm. that they could do this and capture that, you know, that feeling, I think that that gave them a foothold right? Mm-hmm. because they, you know, they weren't exposed too fast. They were allowed to breathe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, but they were yeah. saying things that yeah. I don't think would be completely accepted by the majority population. I mean, come on, we already have that problem now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? That's true. I mean, we got a, a huge percentage of Americans who think Trump's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not <laughs> sure what he's projecting, but I yeah. think the things that he's projecting, this whole make America great, mm-hmm. goes back to a time that we were trying to get away from. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think yeah, the ladies out there are foolish to think that it didn't also mean putting them down. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. when I see these ladies in the Trump rallies, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, I, if you like pay attention to how he would want to treat women, do you yeah. we want that? Yeah. That doesn't make sense either. <laughs> they want that. They want that. Said, grab, I, you know, I just walk up to him and I just grab him by the pussy. <laughs> well, you do what? Like, right. Yeah. yeah try, try, try that That's with your that. wife. How's that work? Hell no. She don't like him already. <laughs> she she want him out of there. Man. That's, that's any of my four wives. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's automatic. <laughs> any of your four wives, Mark. Bill. Damn. <laughs> I'm calling you <laughs> so we are on a total journey, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's exciting times because I look at at least today and I, and I know that Trump and his ilk and the whole Nazi thing, mm-hmm. you know, these things are going to pop up again and again because yeah. I think there's just that element out there. Yeah. But the response in America, if the news programs would show it appropriately, I think, mm-hmm. is, is I think we're going to push them back into the the shadows that that type of thinking mm-hmm. and i think in doing that we elevate the concepts of lgbt mm-hmm. minority rights or acceptance or stuff like that to the next level mm-hmm. because it, it's just such a slow iteration of getting enough people that can help change that tide yeah you know in government certainly yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. because if, if you look at it uh, our where we think we have issues with government every one of them is some old cranky white guy yeah <laughs> Yeah, Every absolutely. Uh huh. Right? <laughs> and you're just like, come on, dude, would you just die? You're just, you're like my grandfather, and it got old a while ago. <laughs> Somebody get this man a hooker and let, get him laid or something, man. Well, like, uh, what's his name? Kane? John McCain. Kane. He like a hundred years old. Jesus Still hungry Christ. Get that old man a piece of ass. <sighs> he is the, he is the stereotypical. Mm-hmm. What I think we could do. And, you know, I'm not trying to wish him death. Yeah. But uh, sad to say, that's the one thing. <laughs> that's the one thing that I say is, man, when John McCain dies, I actually might breathe a little easier. Yeah. But not wow. not for him. I yeah. feel him no harm. Yeah. But what he represents is that cranky old get off of my lawn white guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who mm-hmm. looks down on women and minorities, you know, yeah. I, and, and, and I don't, you know, people could debate this, but it's the stereotype that I see. Yeah. But I think maybe it's not completely him, yeah. but the theme that I see across 
his stereotype in Congress. Mm. Well, they're yeah. they're mm-hmm. fucking, they're bigoted, they're misogynist, they're mm-hmm. they're racist as hell. Yeah. And they act like they're not. Yeah. And I just want to slap them upside the head <laughs> and say, Jesus Christ. Like it's all Everybody ass. can see it. It's all ass fuck out here, man. <laughs> so, Mario, what's your favorite album of all time? Before we go. Favorite album of all time. Yeah. The one you can't um, live without. <laughs> uh, I think that I doubt you'd ever heard of it. Right. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, brain salad surgery. And nope, because nope. you said the album, mm-hmm. because it, it, at least for whatever purpose in me or why I grew up or the time that I grew up, mm-hmm. the melodies in there like expose different emotions in me mm-hmm. that I'm just like, wow, that's where the hell does that come from? Because it's not necessarily the words. Okay. It's, it's how they put the different, you know, movements because this is not a, you know, a four, um, a, a four minute song and a four minute song and a four minute song. It's back in the day, like you said, album mm-hmm. where they built a storyline and mm-hmm. it had a, like from one song to the next to the next, it built up and then it, then it, Shendoed right. out, yeah. yeah, like a chapter in a story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That um, emotionally, that. and because it has a tinge of this medieval thing, mm-hmm. which always I don't know why I found comfort in it. Because when you watch those shows like Game Game of Thrones and shit like that, mm-hmm. it brings you to a place where you can detach from that it's not here. Mm. Yeah, because our history, I don't, I don't think it's something that I'm like really like, yay, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> We've had way too many bullshit wars. <laughs> yeah. About to be a three if we ain't there. Well, it's don't. never stopped. Yeah. Please don't. But you know, it's it's all just a, it's a, it's a diversion. It's, yeah. But it's, it's really bad. So. Yeah. So I, I, I find some of that stuff that's a little more that it's not here kind of mm-hmm. um, music or, yeah. or, or movies. Yeah. It's, it's soothing because you can detach from yeah. Jesus Christ, the weight of what we've done. You know, here's my favorite my <laughs> favorite political um, song, and I mm-hmm. will tell everybody on uh, uh, out on there in the podcast to pull this one up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from a band in the 70s called Steppenwolf, and it's called The Monster. Hmm. Now, okay. The Monster is a story about the idea of mm-hmm. American democracy mm-hmm. and how it got corrupted over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you that that thing was written in early 70s. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it today, you will say that is absolutely happening right now. Yeah. Because wow. the thing that's powerful about that song is it tells you about the diversion. Mm. Now, the way that that song was framed was the diversion was, and there's lines in there, was we didn't build America. We took it from the Indians. Mm-hmm. We didn't build America. We made black people build it for us. Mm. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other theme that's in there is that the government is corrupt because it always tilts towards taking advantage Above. of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we know that the government can be biased. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Think about it. When, when, when America's came, Americans came here, whatever English people came here and the Indians were all around, mm-hmm. where are they all now? Not too many. Come on, man. We killed them all. Yeah, most of them. We killed them all. I mean, you look at the history. Well, they got casinos right now. Yeah, but less and less. You know what I mean? We took their land. We killed them. They killed them. They killed them. Right. And we shoved them off in places where they could be quiet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We tried to do that to Japanese people in the internment camps. We did it with slavery. Mm -hmm. To this day, I laugh at people who are in Texas. Mm -hmm. Spanish-American War, 1864. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Fucking Texas was Mexico 150 right, years ago. Right. Are you That's shitting me that you're right. complaining that it's, there's <laughs> a bunch of minorities the there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's, That's just fucked up thinking. That's deep. What was the name of that song again? The uh, monster, the by monster by Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, that is that is something that I think they we would all relate to, to because yeah. Oh, oh I definitely check it out. Yeah, scare me to death. It's it, you'll just relate to it because it's the same. We're we're doing a war for a reason other than we're telling people, mm-hmm. right? And the people who are benefiting ain't us. And the whole concept is this thing that's democracy, democracy is a monster that we have to keep in check. Right. And I think, and I, and I would say this personally too, is I think that we've been lazy, mm-hmm. you know, as, as citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Because we grow up and it's like, did we participate? Mm. Did we run for, you know, stu- uh, student board or school council or whatever it is, student you know, local government? Like that, yeah. Did we step up and help like, govern our neighborhood our community i don't yeah. think we did yeah and i think we right. we kind of got lazy and we let it get away from us and then people who who figured out they could make some money doing it for us they did uh, and then over wow. time they did more and more and more until we went hey wait a minute right y'all went too <laughs> what far you y'all told me what you're gonna give me just went away right right, right. right. Wait, what the fuck and what you guys thought you had is getting ripped away mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck happened to these promises that you was making for my vote like what the fuck because we were lazy right you know wow. nintendo hbo uh-huh yeah. yeah that's true that is absolutely <laughs> true mark up for me definitely. oh my god <laughs> That's the man controlling you. Like fluoride in the water. And, I don't know. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'd do without my point. <laughs> Need just a little point today. You're sick. Just a little bit. There are people out there that think that there is this thing that's a human condition and mm-hmm. people need an escape, whether it's drugs, sex, running, mm-hmm. gambling. Mm-hmm. They need this other thing to supplement the human condition, mm. right? You feel hollow. Yeah. You feel agitated. You need a boost of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things that correct how you kind of feel in a depressed state as a human wow. are typically illegal, <laughs> or morally corrupt, <laughs> or, or unsustainable. Yeah. And, you know, like, all right, well, I just want to gamble a lot for a day. Right. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. <laughs> I just want to snort all this cocaine for right. a day. For a day. <laughs> Fucking stop. Then, then I'll be better. Feel <laughs> stupid. Mark, we want to thank, thank you, you so much, right, for being on the show. We appreciate even you, even though you like run the show behind the it's scenes. Easy. Right, it's awesome that we have you on the show. Yeah, because again, there's so many people like, man, like who is who is this dude? Like, you know, like right. where, where y'all know him from? Like, don't you worry know, about again, it. Just like from the studio, like yo, like that's dope. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing your insight with us. Yeah. Thanks for being the man. Right. But, but I got to thank you guys because, you know, one of the things that that, I, that I've experienced in working with you mm-hmm. is I learned so much. Yeah. And there's so much good <laughs> out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as I look at how the industry's changed from, mm-hmm. you know, we have three radio stations. Mm-hmm. Now we can get stuff on iTunes. Yay, whatever. Yeah. But now I, I kind of <laughs> look at what you're doing and other groups like you doing podcasts and stuff. I'm like... That's what community is moving forward mm-hmm. because then we can have more localized discussions mm-hmm. about how we feel. Yeah. And then you wipe away a lot of the, oh my God, I think that these other people are crazy. Like, you know, right. this group is teaching me, right? <laughs> right. So I, I think I, I look at podcasts and I'm just like, 
what you guys do is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. because it's the next generation of helping us as a community move forward and mm-hmm. acknowledging that there uh-huh. is a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? What the yeah. hell do I know if I'm just on the internet? Right. Hey, what right. is this? Is this site on <laughs> India? Is this site LA? I don't know. You know, the most confusing thing about the internet right mm-hmm. now is like I can get internet radio mm-hmm. and they'll tell you the weather confuses yeah. the shit out of me because I don't know what city I'm in. <laughs> This is the weather in Sydney, Australia. Right. You didn't know you were listening to that. <laughs> right, yeah, we gonna get three feet of snow for that. Fucking August? Like, what the fuck you mean? Like, well, we in Alaska, goddamn. So, what you guys? I I so appreciate being involved mm-hmm. because you bring a lot of talents through, and it's great to hear the stories, and it's yeah. great to be part of it. Like we yeah. talked about, that's what yeah. the Illinois Media Group is, right? Yeah, it's to be part of it, with whatever strength that you have. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a passion that we all have, and yeah. we know it's. That's taking us somewhere. Right. Hell right. So yeah. what is that next level? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 But that, I think that's exciting just to be there to be participating in it. Yeah, absolutely. We ain't yeah, cutting right. vinyl no more. <laughs> yeah, right. Radio stations, I don't know. Not really. They only play five songs. Right. That's it. Pretty much. You DJ for days. yourself now Pretty in the much. car. In now, the car. we going to wrap the show up tonight a little different because I normally say any rapper, singers, producers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, Mark, let the people know any rapper, singers, producers, graphic artists, spoken word, uh, whatever yeah, the hell you, you do, do. <laughs> how can people get a hold of Mark Yelder and Illinois Media Music Group? How can people? Well, get a hold I mean, everybody's got the Facebook thing, right? Yeah. If they okay. don't have the Facebook thing, then I it's, tagged it in there. Yeah. Then it's yeah. just IllinoisMediaGroup.com, mm-hmm. right? And really, what we're all about is just getting you access into other people who have put their heart and soul into whatever aspect that you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and if you find folks that click that, that's what it's all about. So right. it, it's a conduit to talk to other people who can help take whatever you're doing to mm-hmm. the next step. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we invite people to come to join the group, to share their stories. You know, if anybody wants to say, Hey, here's my talent, you know, we'll get you up on our website, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what it's all about. The thing right. that's the coolest part of this whole idea is, Somebody comes in and they're just, you know, tinking on a little guitar or something like that, Mm -hmm. that we have the ability Mm -hmm. to put people around them, Mm -hmm. to put a voice around them, Mm -hmm. to put advertising around them so that they come out with something where it's like, wow, that's timeless. Mm. Right. Whether it's a podcast or whether it's a song. Right. It's it's at that moment for somebody that was timeless. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I was just like, that's fun to be involved in. You're right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there it is. Right. Look at Mark. So you give us a holler and we'll figure out how to help you. And that's really the bottom line. Right. Uh, yeah. So be <laughs> sure to reach out to Mark Yoder, Illinois mm-hmm. Media Group, on Facebook. He's the coolest guy in the world. Y'all can definitely get a hold of him. Again, state of the art studio. Yes. Have your stuff come out sounding professional. You know, granted, Mark will work with you even if you're on a budget. Just come ready to work. We don't need bullshitters. We need people that's ready to work. <laughs> right. Just be ready to play. That's right. all it is. <laughs> Hit the record. We'll do what we can do. Damn right. <laughs> we get ready to wrap the show up. Again, we want to thank Mr. Mark Yoder. Hold on. I want to make sure my studio audience is Plug ready. it all the way in. <laughs> No, no, no. Every, every week. Studio audience. Here I go. I gotta edit I gotta edit stuff because he's not prepared. Because he don't know what he's doing. I told Terrible. them what to do. They just never listen. I gotta take this damn condom off my phone. Right. right. Mark, thank you so much again. Tim, what we got coming up this week? Nothing. Uh Phil, you got your event coming up. I gotta remind you every week. Well, yeah. 
And my birthday is Friday, y'all. Yeah. What? He's drunk as shit. Hold no, he on. Hold nothing. up. Hold up. My birthday is August 25th. My birthday is oh, August 25th. Come on. There it is. Me and Mark are going to get drunk. We're going to do cocaine off strippers. We're going to fucking party. <laughs> Dial it back a bit. We're old men. All right, we yeah, can be respectable. <laughs> Phil's gonna do it for real. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. I will be at the strip club Arnie's if anybody, anybody wants to come through. Buy me a lap dance for the low, low price of six ninety nine. Right, I'm they have bullet holes and stab sure. wounds, y'all. Hey, either or. That's right. <laughs> oh, also we have the uh, Wayne's World ENT presents the tournament at the Red Iguana this mm-hmm. Sunday, August twenty seventh. Uh, from four to seven, mm-hmm. five dollar holla. Come out, come play some video games, yeah. drink, network, laugh, have a good time. Yep, fellas, that they have the new Madden eighteen out there. Oh so yeah, I just saw the post today. We'll ahead in video so, games. We'll see. Again, Mark, thank you so much. We getting ready to wrap this show up. I am the go. I can't talk. I am the host with the double O's, Ghost Mosin Beyond. Your boy Phil Myerson, your AKA can't knock the great one along. My co-host Tiff Sample. <laughs> T-I-double-F And again The man The wonderful wizard Behind the machine Mr. Mark Motherfucking Yoder Thank you again <laughs> Thank sir Thank you folks And man. ladies remember My couch pulls out I don't I'm scared Bye <laughs>